Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Bob Rowe and Jamie Berry, the CEO and litigation business unit leader, respectively, at Integrion, a provider of alternative legal services. Bob, Jamie, how are you? Great, Ari. Thanks for having us. Doing very well, Ari. Thanks for having us. It's a privilege to speak with you both. So, Bob, tell us about Integrion and how it's adapting to the current environment. We are a global provider of legal and business solutions to law firms, law departments, professional services firms. Our focus principally is in the areas of litigation, contracts, compliance, cyber and administrative services. With respect to how we're adapting, we're a global company. We have eight facilities across four countries. We're in Asia, we're in India, UK, the US. So generally we're doing well, partly because having a global footprint and given the kinds of services we provide, they're managed services, they require ongoing support. And so this is a terrible crisis, obviously, but if you follow the paper in the last couple of years, in various countries and continents, we've experienced as a company monsoons, typhoons, volcanoes, hurricanes, political instability. And so business continuity has been a huge priority for this company for years. The pandemic, of course, is tragic. It's global in nature. And so in some respects, yes, we've had to react rapidly and globally as opposed to some of these other issues and crises more regionally, but it's from an implementation standpoint, pretty much the same set of processes and procedures. So far we've done well, we've got 3000 employees and I'd say 97, 98% of them are now working from home in a steady state. So we've been fortunate at least through what I would call the first couple of innings of this pandemic. Jamie, Bob mentioned thousands of employees working remotely. What technologies and workflow strategies has the company leveraged to make these changes? When you look at our footprint of who we were prior to the pandemic, maybe we had half a dozen to maybe 10, 12 outposts, right? And from a brick and mortar perspective. And one of the things that Bob and I and the rest of our exec team talk about is how quickly we allowed ourselves to go from those kinds of brick and mortar offices to over 3,000 offices across the globe and getting all of our people to have the ability to work from home, but then more importantly, to be able to secure those environments, to collaborate, and at the end of the day, really provide them with an opportunity to be productive for our clients. And so I think from a workflow perspective, certainly ramping up our secure remote review environment, partnering with a company like Secure Review to make that happen. But more importantly, just really tightening the, the screws around who we are as a company and what we've been able to provide previous to the pandemic. A lot of folks in Integrion is certainly one of these organizations that uses Citrix for secure virtual desktop connectivities, all the way down to using things like watermarks within our secure environment so that we can protect the confidentiality and the security of documents that our reviewers are looking at as they're working from home. It certainly has been a Herculean effort to roll these things out, but as we sit here and think it's really tough to understand how long this is going to really be a part of our new normal. And I'm not so sure if the industry itself can unring the bell 
And so I think we all need to understand the best ways we can adapt to ensure that we're productive, to ensure that we have the technologies in place to collaborate in a secure fashion so that we protect the security and confidentiality of the clients that we're serving. Bob, Jamie mentioned your executive team and these early discussions. How, from a leadership perspective, have you managed to achieve this transition so quickly on a global scale? I would say a lot of teaming. We have uh, just what I would call the routine challenges that we face pre-pandemic would be the various time zones we operate in. We have a very large services footprint, as Jamie alluded to. We have a couple of different platforms as a company that we operate on, depending on our clients' needs. And so when this started breaking, it wasn't something as simple as, well, we all operate on platform X. We all have laptops. So let's all just go home and plug into our work from home environment. There were, again, multiple challenges across the company that this domino effect across the world for us started in the Philippines, being so close to China. It quickly, I would say, spread over to the US, then India, then the UK in very quick succession. Daily calls with the leadership team, a huge amount of teaming. And I would say, yes, we had processes and procedures And we had implemented those in the past, locally, regionally, even perhaps on a country basis. But if someone had said a month ago, your entire company of 3,000 employees over a two-week period will go from a standing start, going to the offices, et cetera, to securely working from home in a productive and hopefully a high morale type of environment, I think we would all be maybe scratching our head, could we really pull it off? Some of what I would call softer skills, which frankly, I don't mean to imply they're less important. They probably were paramount in this environment. Things like patience, over-communicating, giving each other the benefit of the doubt, empathy, because yes, we're all employees, but we've got our families, we've got our extended families, we've got school situations, et cetera. So I would say that those softer skills, we kept repeating to ourselves as a leadership team, we committed to the company that we would lead by example with those skills. And I think that went a long way towards people putting forth Herculean efforts on a coordinated basis. Jamie, you mentioned watermarks in the documents. So logistically, your teams deal with client-sensitive documents, communications, How have you been able to safeguard the security of that material and the transmission of that material in this work from home environment? So I think it's interesting to start from a place, Ari, knowing that we were very worried, had the idea in the back of our minds that security not only mattered for us, but given the business to your point that we're in, certainly matters for our clients. And the work that we do, whether it's looking at information that are pertinent to litigations and investigations or looking at client data that would have been compromised because of a data breach, the onus is on us to protect that even further. And we not only have to protect it from folks coming in from the outside, but you also got to protect it from the people that may even inadvertently do something without a nefarious attitude behind them while they're in the office. And so we have to make sure that we are cognizant about those things whenever you design new workflows or whenever you design changes to what you've been doing from a tried and true perspective for such a long time. And so I mentioned the watermarks thing. There are many other technologies that are in play, but something as small as 
making people sign their NDAs again, reminding them of their requirements and reminding them of the agreements that they signed when they became employees at Integrion, having weekly calls with the teams just to remind them of security best practices. Then if you think about some of the things we've implemented from a technology perspective, some of the new things that we've seen from our partner Secure Review using biometric security to lock down screens when document reviewers who may now be used to locking their screens when they're sitting in a brick and mortar Integrion facility, now when they get up to grab lunch, or as Bob said, teach third grade math, they forget to lock their screens. The webcam that's attached to that computer will recognize that there's no one sitting in front of the screen anymore and they will lock it all the way to the point where it will use facial recognition to allow you to unlock those screens again. There is incredible biometric software that is in beta mode right now that will prevent reviewers from using their cell phone in front of the screens, certainly to eliminate unwanted photography and such. But when you think about, to Bob's point, this new world order that is getting everyone comfortable with the surroundings of working from home, sometimes you got to protect people from themselves. And we've certainly taken that into account and in all the things that we do and all the security features that we've put into play in this new world order. Bob, Jamie mentioned a new world order. What specific challenges is the legal industry now facing and which of those do you expect to continue into the near future? When you say the near future, I mean, the question that we're asking ourselves is, How long will our various facilities either be sheltered in place, have curfews beyond shelter in place in terms of lockdowns? And we're looking at this from a longer term perspective, two to three months. I know here in the United States, as of yesterday, the federal government extended social distancing until April 30th. However, just to give you a point of comparison, in India, I think we had 24 to 36 hours from the announcement of a lockdown and a curfew until the implementation. And so when you start thinking about work from home, there's all sorts of logistical challenges with respect to computers freezing or breaking, and how do you get a new computer to that person? Some of our transactional work involves, Jamie, you can correct me, but maybe in the last week, we've brought on over 100 new employees because of the influx of work we're getting across the company, and it doesn't limit itself to any one service line. We're seeing upticks in cyber, in managed review, in our business services group servicing law firms. So we need to figure out how do you interview, hire, onboard, and support in a virtual and isolated environment? How do you make new team members feel part of the team virtually? And from a client perspective, How do you make sure that you're hitting your SLAs for new clients? They want to meet you typically in person. That's not possible in the current environment. So how do you accomplish the same thing virtually? A lot of these are not just specific to the legal industry, but we're facing those same challenges. From our perspective, as an alternative legal services provider, mindsets are now, I wouldn't say shifting, but maybe become more open, where people said there's no way work from home could ever function When you're faced with the reality, that's the only way to do it. Suddenly you start listening a little better, asking more probing questions, whereas before you might've just shut down. In a lot of ways, we're very cautiously optimistic about business prospects. And we're also hopeful that this pandemic will end very quickly. 
But then again, the reality is, is we're planning for a two to three month situation. Jamie, given the timing that Bob discussed, what advice do you have for companies that are still perfecting their work from home solutions? I think about this a lot, Ari, and I am constantly talking to peers and clients and leaders in the legal industry and trying to learn. So I think for me, having a support structure that includes relevant leaders in the space and listening to their ideas and recognizing that we all can learn a little something from our peers to figure out how to do something better or how to be a little bit more efficient or to understand that as leaders, we like to think of ourselves, and I heard this the other day from a good friend in the industry, as naturally resilient people, but we often as leaders anticipate that everybody else is like that, and that's just not the case. And so a couple of pieces of information, Ari, that I would give are really more people-focused because I think as innovators, right, to think that innovation is people, process, and technology We're innovating every day because of the situation is making us innovate. And so I think if we focus on the people aspect of that innovation, we can learn a lot there. And some advice I would give would be just to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to let your guard down. As simple as just turning your video conferencing on when you're having a conference call with someone. Doesn't matter if your dog's behind you or your kid interrupts you. We're all in the same boat here. I'd also tell folks and remind folks just to slow people down a little bit. The world isn't going anywhere. I think if you give yourself some time to think about creative, innovative solutions, you won't rush to judgment on things. The last thing that I would suggest, now is not the time to shut down and try to come up with the greatest solution that you can on your own. We have to rely on our teammates. We have to rely on delegation to people who we've hired to be part of our teams so that they can own solutions and help design creative solutions, all the way down to the person that we just hired last week to help in some of our litigation matters. Let's send them a survey and ask them, how do we do an onboarding? What could we do better from a collaboration standpoint? What are you looking for that you need to be successful, even though you just started a week ago? And maybe that will give a 10-year Integrion veteran a different perspective on how we can be better employers. The advice that I would give to people, Ari, is really focused on those soft people skills that are of paramount importance during this time. Bob, where do you see the legal industry headed in light of the current crisis? I think that some of the opportunities in the legal industry started well before this pandemic. We've got this alternative legal services market, alternative to the traditional models that have been around for decades. We've got a lot of influx of capital, whether it's from startups, from private equity, and that has created many opportunities for innovation or challenging mindsets. I don't think this is going to create anything new or different. What I think it's going to do is accelerate the change in the industry that's been coming for the last couple of years. We're already seeing it with clients that have been contacting us in the last couple of weeks. Hopefully when the pandemic passes and people are able to go back to a more of a business as usual, travel schedule, being able to go into offices, et cetera. I think those mindsets are not going to evaporate. And so people are going to start asking questions about how can we do this differently Folks who may have thought, there's no way I'm going to outsource may probably start thinking, this is not a bad thing, particularly with companies who have very solid, capable business continuity plans. 
This is not much different. Of course, its genesis was different, but you had economic challenges in 2008, 2009. I think you're going to see those same challenges arise now, and it's primarily just going to be an acceleration and challenging of existing mindsets in the innovation piece. We're, again, cautiously optimistic throughout all this, and we wish everyone safe, healthy times here while we're working through it. But from a business standpoint, we see a lot of opportunity. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Bob Rowe and Jamie Berry, the CEO and litigation business unit leader, respectively, at Integrion, provider of alternative legal services. Bob, Jamie, it's really been a privilege. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ari. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Ari. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.